Comedians on South High. I'm your host, Jerry Belinsky. Sitting here with Jason Banks. Jason Banks. Kenny Mock. I can jump over a hurdle. <laughs> Bobby Dodds. Bobby Dodds. Bob, missing Bobby. Bobby's Dodd. missing. Bobby's missing in action. But we've got Dino Tripodis. I was hoping to get the, the Holy Trinity. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to introduce him. Can you at least introduce the man? Give him Who? the righteous. Bobby Dodds? He's not here. I did. No. I said Bobby Dodds. Well, no. And then I, I said we, we, got, we got Dino Tripodis setting in for him. Stand up <laughs> <No>. comedian. <laughs> What we got a special? Tell him I just, special I just guest? feel like <laughs> See, I, I feel like. Go ahead. I feel like when you're a host, you got to give the accolades first. You should have said. Oh no! We have from. No, we no, got it. You got no, it. No. no. Let's let's what's, clap that in again. What? What's the radio show you're on? Can we? T- what was the radio show you were on? I don't remember. Sunday <laughs> <It was laughs> 94 years ago. Sunday 95. I was on Sunday 95. In but the this is what people know from, right? So Sunday 95. Is that it? Is that my legacy? The whiskey. <laughs> no. And then the whiskey business podcast. Well, let's try it again, Jared. Take one. No, man, I thought you did fine. No, did you you said Jason Banks. You said comedians. I was going through, and I was coming down to the end. Banks and Kenny Mon- oh, we, we and you were saving me. You, you were saving me for the end. Jason, you see what it's going to be like. I'm totally Two on board. Two light skinned brothers again. Totally on board. Dino Tripodis. In the Italian and the white guy. It's more. You see what it's like. And no Bobby Dodds. He is a radio show legend. I wish I was a bigger player in Central. Oh, now he wants to start talking. He's a stand up comedian. He's an author. At He's times. a movie producer. Right now, you've got. Is it out? Is it? Been, have you got to pick your movie? Oh, no, the, street, the street where we live. Yeah, yeah, that's on Amazon Prime. It's Amazon Prime. And I'm happy to report that a film that uh, was the executive <laughs> producer on and had a lot to do with. Uh, that we did 10 years ago called Minus One just got picked up for distribution on Amazon Prime. So now there are two Never the Luck Productions, which is my, which is my little production company, on Amazon Prime. Oh, wait, the wait, owner, wait. the creator, and the host wait, of wait, Whiskey wait, Business. Wait, 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 wait. A number one podcast. Yeah. Oh, now okay, he wait, was. It wait, was. He's not a number one now podcast. Now he wasn't. <laughs> wait, the man speaks the truth. Wait. I can't. I can't. The, I can be humble is, and say, but, but he speaks the truth. It is the number one podcast, but hold on. I didn't know. Wait. So wait. you have a production company? Never the Luck Productions is the name of the company. And you have, on Amazon Prime, you have what? The movie The Street Where We Live, which is an independent feature film that we shot here in Central Ohio. And then Minus One is another film that we shot here in Central Ohio 10 years ago. Do you act in it? or you I, just... In The Street Where We Live, I produced, co-wrote, and I'm in it. Yes. And I can watch that, right? I have Amazon yeah. Prime. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah. and now you since it. you're a Prime member, it's free because it was being there was a, a cost to it for the first three months, but now if you're a Prime member, it's free for Prime members. That it's started in October. Name of it again. The Street Where We Live. The Street Where You Live. So that means you did all that. You directed. I didn't direct edit. it. I did not direct it. I produced it. Uh-huh. And there's a lot that's okay, involved one in goes producing. Pro- okay. Co-wrote it. You co-wrote it, and yeah. I am I'm in it as a supporting actor. Okay. okay yeah. Your your character. Who are you? I play Ben. 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 What are you? What are you, Ben? Just a friend? Are you? Are you a main character? I'm a main character. Yes. It's a sad story about it that takes place at the height of the recession. Is that even comedy? No. It's what? a drama. It's an indie drama. Oh, Dino, you don't look like you like drama. Oh, no. I, are you kidding me? I am drama, <laughs> man. I am drama. <laughs> My whole life is drama. I want to turn the drama hey. faucet off. <laughs> Listen, like, 
two seconds in and I'm already I'm already blown away by all this. So you have a production company. Yeah. You're an actor. Mm-hmm. You do dramatic. You're drama. Drama. Dramatic. It was drama. Yes, I played. I, I mean, you take acting th- classes? No, I never took acting. I should. I I I, I honestly believe Kenny, that I should. Yeah. Yeah, I oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm taking that. I'm starting acting Good. classes. Yeah. You should. But I, no, I, there's some. Where are they at? Dublin. In Dublin, yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah. all go. We should do acting classes. I I totally think that acting classes are a great idea. You can learn something, and there's always something to learn from somebody else who's I'd hate it. who's more knowledgeable in the craft. <laughs> I, I just go off of you know what they say, instinct and whatever, and, and been lucky, you know. But there, there's been some bad things I've been in too. So, but I'm very proud of the street where we live. We won a couple of festivals, um, you know, got some awards, and and now this and minus one, the other one, which is about uh, minus one, minus one, which is about three army reservists. Uh, two weeks before they get deployed to Afghanistan, we shot that ten years ago, and what's still going on in Afghanistan? We're still sending men and wow. women over there. So I said to the director, I said, you need to push this again to distributors because yeah. the story is still vital. Because the, when we did the initial push, we didn't get picked up. And then all of a sudden, with after he pushed it and put it out there, within two weeks, signed, sealed, and delivered, bam, on Amazon and a bunch of other uh, on-demand things that I'm not aware of, but yeah. definitely on Amazon. You act in this one, too? I got a little small cameo okay. in that one, in a bar, because, uh, you know, that's like easy. Army vet? No, um, no I'm just a, a bar fly. It was just a small cameo that, I, that, we, that we wrote in there. So that John Osbeck, who's the director and the star of it, could see and I could be there. But I, I produced it. I, I executive produced it. And that was a bitch from start <laughs> to finish. It is hard to produce a independent film when you don't have any money. Yeah, that was, brings me kind of to my next question, mm-hmm. man. So, uh, you know, Kenny, you know me, you mm-hmm. know Bobby as comedians, mm-hmm. right? And you, you have a production company. Right. So I feel like if Bobby was here, he would agree with me. Why haven't we been in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense. I think I shared this with you in passing. I don't know if you remember, but I said after listening to the, the first three installments of Comedians on, on South High, which let me just without blowing smoke up your asses, I think is is off to a great start. You know, Appreciate there's you. a nice Appreciate strong it. vibe here, man. It's it's natural. It's 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 real. It's funny, and I think it's going to go very far. But as I was listening to the podcast. In my movie making mind, I go. Those four should be in a in a in a comedy uh, heist film, of some sort. Okay. Yeah, you're like the leader, Jared. Yeah, you're, you're the guy. You're the guy that's never been in jail, right? You know, never been in jail, never been in jail. But but you know, and, and knows all these guys from from childhood. You know, okay. Uh, and they're just getting out of jail. Well, not all of them. Not no. all of them. Oh, already no. stereotyped as no. already. Jared? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, they've, all, they've all done some time at various times. Like it's Dino's okay because we look. The, the truth is totally honest. Is that I've been inside and you guys haven't. So you know it's a little role reversal. Role reversal. There you go. But I feel like Dina's put thought into this. Oh hell right? yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason is the brains. Okay. Who puts the whole That's heist together? Absolutely correct. Yes. Uh, the whole heist what? together. Why? Because he wears glasses. <laughs> I think that maybe that might have had some influence. <laughs> Kenny. Kenny is the more sympathetic character. Kenny just got out of jail and he's been trying to go straight and he wants to go straight, but he. Can't can't resist this because he's trying to he's trying to get 
you know, uh, money together. He, he he's got he, he he comes into it reluctantly. But just to answer this question, oh, you he said just, he's just trying to get some money. You, you just, said you said I'm trying to get straight, and I'm just getting out of jail. You mean straight like being a man or a female? No, you oh, being no, like, no, 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 a man. Just okay. uh, trying like, to straighten out. I'm gonna walk the line. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. pull the rope. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. go my end. I just had to meet some clarification because somebody, yeah. yeah it's so, tough. so Jared but pushes Kruger, and Bobby, Bobby is just Bobby, and uh, <laughs> he's as a matter of fact, loud. Huh? He's yeah. just loud because it's cop. Yeah, and I in my head, I, I had uh, the Bobby getting killed off first because he's he's big he's lovable he's gregarious yeah. and the audience would love that character and, and, if they, and when he yeah. dies and you're like yeah. oh, they, they'll be upset and then 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 of course now the heist becomes the even heist more becomes, yeah, because a, a he's like because jerry mm-hmm. grabs me because of course i'm the smart one mm-hmm. kenny needs money probably to get out of some gambling debt or some shit so he just joins it and uh, and then of course I'm the brains. That makes perfect sense because I graduated 16th in my class. First of all, which class? Uh, it was it, <laughs> it was, was a, elementary school, no, 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 high no, school, no, no, no. hold on, it was, college. It was 16th in his class. It was Taekwondo. He made it. He was like <laughs> a brown belt. 16th. I had my class of 19. There was three people that couldn't touch me in Taekwondo. <laughs> Um, no, but seriously, no. I was listen. I, I was a, I was on the honor society. I was a I was a I was a very intelligent kid. And you know what? Where I want to take this conversation from here is elsewhere. Before you guys start asking me questions about that, so um, is it, actually, is the only reason why you're bringing that because of your character? Because you're you're agreeing with your character in the he's movie. the brains. He's putting the whole plot together in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but so anyway, so that like, is that a thought you just had when you listened to this podcast, or right. are, you, are you writing a movie for us now? And you're going to surprise us? No, no, I ain't no surprise. It's just a thought. Oh. I go that those all those characters have some unique qualities that would make a good heist film. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. As here, let me get busy. Like, I ain't got other shit to do. Let me go write, let me go write Jason's heist film. <laughs> All right, I didn't bring up the film, man. I did, I, I did, know. I did. So, I just thought it'd be a unique and fun right, idea. so it is, so write it. Like, okay. why you, he said, the way, the way Jason sounds like, you already wrote it. Yeah, well, in my, maybe in my head, I kind of already have. He wants to be right there when you. Anyway. Jason's gonna make a lot of changes to the script. He's like, nah. why'd you say that Kenny had gambling debts when he'd be in the movie? Because he, is he a gambler? Because he's so, played he's played poker at my house before. He said that because he knows that I'm a gambler, but I'm a, a sports better. But uh, I know Kenny goes to the casino and mm-hmm. he'll sit there for hours and hey. play in the poker room. Yeah, yeah, play in the poker. Yeah. yeah, but if here's the thing: if you go ahead, hold on before. When I go with him, though, I feel like I'm the female because he's he, like, I'm going to go to the poker room. And then here I am. I'm just walking around <laughs> slot machines, just playing slot machines. He, he, I, I don't know how to play poker. So I just, I'll be looking at him, just come whenever, whenever you're ready, baby. I'll be out. <laughs> I'm pulling slots, just drinking drinks, making friends. I don't waiting. know why, but all of a sudden I got a purse. You got to wait for my man to get done playing poker. Then people talk to me. I'll be like, my man's right there looking at us. Why are you about to do <laughs> 
He's got, a bu- he's got a bucket of quarters right next to him. Uh, like, server. Bu- a, bu- a bucket of quarters? <laughs> when was the last time you were in the casino? Yeah, yeah. A bucket of quarters. But you know, I ain't seen anybody with a bucket of quarters oh, since man. Vegas 1989. I guess no. that was a movie I was watching yesterday. Just a bucket of quarters. Cause no, cause I feel so the like heist takes place in a born... casino. No. 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 Well, we no. busted already. got too many cameras. No, no I don't know. No. I feel uh, like the more we talk, the more Dino's like, we need another brain. <laughs> we need to change this. Do you have a do you have a you have a tell when you're playing cards? Yeah, probably. Yes, you do. Yeah. What's that mean? I tell. That means people can read me. You can read, you can tell them when they're you could tell when he's got a good hand or when he's bluffing. How can they reach you? What's your what's your problem? Oh, that's part of poker, man. Part yeah. of poker is being able not play you know, play the game, but more importantly play the player. Yeah. So what? But so you learn within that time because you're just meeting these people. I can understand you got friends coming over all the time, but if you're at the bu- casino, you're just meeting these people as soon as you sit down. So you're playing a couple rounds and trying to catch on. If to you them. if you if you go with that approach, yeah, you yeah. can just sit for an hour and just casually play. But more importantly, study the people around you, and then once you figure out, okay, and you watch how they play and how they bet and what and what they're doing when they bet or when they don't bet or when they bluff. I mean, it's time consuming and it's a lot of thought. You could do that for an hour, and then after you've developed all that, gotten all that information, then you can start playing seriously because now you know a little bit about what they're doing. Yeah, in most cases, like I mean. <laughs> Novice people really tell a lot of tales really quick. Mm-hmm. Like you get a pocket pair of aces, and they put put the money out there and saying, you know, a hundred dollars, but their hand is shaking like it's been been electrocuted, and you know they're nervous to put the money out there because they they're a winner. They know they got a big right. hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how you look at them. That's the new people. That's yeah, that's some the, of the new people. Yeah, yeah, they shake like. I remember so what Kenny's. Do you do? Well, I remember Kenny's tell when he played poker at my house first time. It was it was very subtle. It was something like, "Oh man, this is a good hand." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out." Wait, hold on. And I, but I remember Dino's tale too. We're sitting there playing it. Anytime he gets to like pocket queens, pocket kings, he would just go, "Man, this is this is funny." <laughs> he would rub himself. He started rubbing his nipples. Rubbing. I was like, "Why are you doing that, Dino? They're a pair. They're a pair." <laughs> hey, I gotta, I gotta stop doing it. <laughs> How do you guys always know when I got a good hand, man? So, hold on, hold on, wait a second. So I know, obviously, you guys know each other from comedy. Is that is that how this 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 poker relationship came about? Yeah, Kenny Kenny wanted said Kenny wanted to come over and play poker, and and he's only been there one time. I'd love to get him back, but we don't play as often as we used to. We used to play religiously every Monday for like fifteen years in a row. Yeah, and uh, it's Kenny, a hot. I mean, they have a you know. I mean, I got small pockets. Uh, you walk down the, in the basement, I'm like, oh. They, they it does look like a basement you ain't gonna come back out of, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. But they so got. Did, they, you, did you win some money? No, I didn't on them. They wipe you out. They're they're, they're good poker players. Wait a minute, it's a friendly game. High roller. Well, no, it's a friendly game. It's a forty dollar buy-in, and then but I mean, it, it has gotten crazy because after what's the forty dollar buy-in for the game or for the for forty dollars? You get you get forty dollars in chips to start with. Okay. When we play and we play Dealer's Choice, Seven Card Stud or Omaha or Hold'em, dealer gets to call the game. And the bet is usually uh, one to three on the first six cards if you're playing seven cards, and up to five at the end. If you're playing Texas Hold'em, we play five at any time. If you're playing Omaha, it's progressive, two, four, six. And then it just goes from there. And then, and then after midnight, which that's we don't hardly ever get past anymore, Ooh. that's where the money, that's where it gets 
crazy because then at the after midnight it's any and game you want and that is much and i remember the first time i had a friend of mine come over for his very first time he goes is it expensive i go no man bring a couple hundred bucks you know you'll be all right you'll probably walk home with with if you lose you walk home with your second hundred easily not that, no I mean, everybody stuck around midnight and we started playing uh high low and <clears throat> i remember somebody was writing a check for eighteen hundred dollars, two thousand dollars. Yeah, it got ugly. It got ugly fast. And I'd bring comics over the years from the Funny Bone. This is back when it was at the Continent. There'd be feature acts that would come through. They wanted to play poker and lost it all. Lost their whole okay. week's pay there. Yeah, see, yeah, you know? that's something. That's something like something I would. You know what? I I bet on sports and I just lost. I didn't really lose. You either win or you lose, man. Which was it? <laughs> Let me put it this way. I, there ain't no push. I mean, I guess I lost at the end of the day. But at the beginning, I only put I put in a small amount, won a bigger amount. At the end of the day, if the Packers mm, beat the Chargers, uh-huh. I got two separate bets, parlay bets that are basically getting me, one's getting me about 2300 one's getting me 3600 If the oh, Packers that's win big money, man. and the Browns win. Okay, well, there's your... There, there I know, you but they're playing yeah. Denver, though. It gets me another, like, 43 Like, I have huge bets out on this, all starting from a small bet that wants the money, so, so yeah. I put some more out. And, yeah, they lost, they lost. They What's the most... Okay, so you lost, but... You didn't lose 4300 no, You could have yeah. won for yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you lose? I probably lost... $65. Okay. What's the most you've ever lost betting sports? Oh, man. And I'll tell you a story afterwards. Not a lot. I, I, I Shoot, people are listening to this, so not a lot. Which brings up another question. Yeah. People are listening to this, so you don't tell the truth when you're on this podcast? Oh, see, that's pretty good. Oh. Uh, oh, oh. I kind of gave it away, though, that I was lying right there. So, <laughs> so if I am lying, I kind of let them know that this this ain't. Also, oh, do you know to talk about it? So do you know try to be a snitch? No, I'm not trying to be a snitch. No, I understand what you're trying. <laughs> I was going to tell you because I don't bet sports anymore, and I'll oh. tell you, and I'll be honest and tell you why. When I was a younger man in my uh, late 20s, maybe even early 30s, I got into it. Deep, oh, oh, deep, wow. and I owed a lot of money. Because you feel like you could get the next. Like, yes, it's simple, bro. There's, it's it's simple. It, it, oh, it is a drug, man. Oh, that it is. is a, a, so you feel like it is a drug. It is a drug. Oh, absolutely. That that yeah. And I got in deep, and I owed a lot of money to the wrong people. And luckily, I was able to get bailed out. And I'll play poker. I'll go to the casino. I'll go to slot machines. I'll play table games, Wait, but so I will not bet sports anymore. Are these bets? That you have to pay up, you have to dig into your pocket and pay up afterwards. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm not. And then these are, these are debts that also that they let it, they they let the the debt ride, but there was the vig. See, I'm not. I'm I'm only doing it where it's like I'm making a deposit with my own money into mm-hmm. into an account and then putting out bets. Okay, so this is a little online stuff. This yeah. Is, yeah, so, so it's no, not... That didn't exist in that day. Yeah, I yeah. can't... That I could, right. No, yeah. There was no way to do this. Is, you there, was, had a, you, there was less casinos in that day. You, you had, had to know somebody. You had a bookie. You had a bookie. You, had a, you, had a bookie. Would, you made a you, you, you made book. Yeah, you made book, and, and you know, and it's like, you, you know, it's getting kind of high. You're going to have to pay this off. A bookie? Yeah, man. I would be dead, man. My partner, Butch, that I work with now, he used to run book. He used to have call rooms. Mm-hmm. Sitting there, he had, a, he had a whole room, like, you know, 15, 20 guys on the phone, sitting there nailing out, calling in, going down. Oh, yeah. And then you had to, to become a bookie, like in this town, you had to get approval. 
there was like two to three guys in, in Central Ohio that if you wanted to, and they were going to get a taste uh, yeah, of your book. Get, yeah. So they would they would allow you to to, to take bets, but they but, would get a taste, and then you still you had to collect that, go through the whole round. What there. he's trying to tell you is it was illegal. <laughs> Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. So we could have skipped that whole story that Jared just told. I'm going back to the yeah, day. He's going back to the day. He's giving you a He's filling it in with a little color. I was never. Now it has to come down to color. <laughs> Stop with the snap racial reaction. <laughs> All I needed was the word illegal. We could have skipped that whole rigmarole. You've never done anything illegal in your life? That's a good question um, for Kenny. Uh, <laughs> since we're on air, I guess not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, over I mean, you, you Jason. I can answer my question if you will be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. I I couldn't. I wouldn't think I lost more than a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars on a on a bet. I think when I lose a lot of money, it's like. I put down, let's say I put down 70, then I win 340. Right. They also have a casino thing, so I could hit some stuff and go up to like 600 from there. So I'm really only $70 in or whatever, but I'm going to go ahead, since I have 600 now in this little account, right. I'm going to go ahead and make different bets. And then I would lose that, and then be out that. You're like you're like entertainment. So it's like I'm up, yeah. So I'm I'm only betting on house money, really. Right. right? Okay. All right. That's fine. It's a it's a it's a leisure activity for you. Yeah. It's a hobby. But don't get me wrong. It is it is to the point where I'm like, yo, that is kind of. That could be addicting as hell. It's the dopamine, like I man. See, I could see myself. You, you're familiar just... with the dopamine, right? The dopamine <laughs> effect. And I don't mean dope. I mean, it's funny that it's called dopamine because you feel like a dope when you lose. But that dopamine, man, starts coursing through your system and starts and, and clicks in your brain. And, and what is this saying? What is this speaking to well, it's, 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 it's San Francisco's going to win by seven and it will go it's, over. It's like you're playing. Let's, <laughs> just, let's, just, let's just say you're playing video poker and you've lost $200 in video poker. And, um, you know, um, Dopam- you, 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 dopamine, uh, the dopamine because I'm going to get it back. Or even worse, you win. You win. Uh, th- that's when it really kicks in. You win $1,000 playing video poker. Well, now... Whatever gambling fates are out there smiling upon you, you think that I can't lose. And all of a sudden, the thousand goes down to 800. And you go, well, okay, I'll get it back. It's coming back. And then it goes down to 600. And it, oh, I'll, I'll get it back. And then it goes down to 200. And you go, there's no way. There's no way. I just want a thousand dollars. There's no way I can continue to lose like this. That's the dopamine coming in, the dope and the dope. And then all of a sudden, the thousand dollars you just want is gone. And you feel like shit. I wish you would listen. I wish you could have been there. I wish you could have been there for me. At the, I, hey, this was a, a small bet. I had something small, and then once again, I go up. There's this casino thing you can play. I was just telling Kenny just the other day. Like This was a while back. Mm-hmm. I go up. I'm outside. I hit for 1100 I think I only had $36 left. I'm just doing these spins. I hit for 1100 Take it up to 1500 Mm-hmm. I'm on the couch at fifteen hundred playing this. I go to bed with four hundred left. When I got to four hundred, I was like, 
You should, I'm still up $350. But you sad. You, you, yeah, you're man. mad. You just, I, but I stopped because I was like, I knew at that point. When you go from 1500 to 400 you just go, this next 400 mm. just, Mm-mm. you don't even feel good anymore. No. So what it sounds like to me is um, that um, I have an issue. Dino and, and Jason, uh, they probably just need the 800 number, uh, 1-800 <laughs> no. gambling. No, I, I've, I've taken that test. I mean, you know, when you, when you start spending money that you don't have, when you start spending money that you can't afford, when it's the mortgage and it's utilities, when it's your, when it actually affects your way of life, I got, I got my limits. It's like, okay, that's it. But when you're up like that and you want a thousand dollars and you think this is my night, mm-hmm. this is my night. It's not. It's not. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, I could go on all night. I don't want. We have a lot more things to talk about. But there's a there's a gambling mentality where with some gamblers, man, it they don't even. They almost need it to hurt a little bit before they hit. Yeah, mm. they want to go down a little. They bit. would. They almost need it to hurt. If it doesn't hurt a little bit, it doesn't rush. make it doesn't make the the yeah. reward nearly as sweet. Wow. I can I can even I can I can feel that. Like I don't want that. I want it. I want to hit from the beginning. Right. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to lose money. Well, on then, then you need to. Then it's not gambling. You just want. <laughs> you just want to walk in the casino. Mr. Banks here, happy to see you. Here's a thousand dollars that we think you're gonna win. We're just gonna save you the time and the trouble of actually messing with the slot machine. We thought it seems like this is gonna be your night. So here's the thousand dollars up front. Thanks for stopping. Yeah. And your boyfriend's in the poker room. And your boyfriend's in the poker room. Yeah. yeah don't forget your. Don't forget your husband. <laughs> in the bunker room. Yeah. Oh, man. Then how long have you been doing comedy, man? I started doing stand-up open mic in, back in 1988. Damn, man. You know how old I was? I guess how old I was. Young. Were you born? Yes, I was born. Were you born? How yeah. old were you? I was six. You were six. He was out here telling. And Kenny, how old were you in 88? When six. were you born? Six. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 88. Uh, got my first paid gig in... Uh, 1989. I was the opening act at the Funny Bone when it was at the Continent. The feature act, uh, the headliner was a guy named Kodak, who got forced to change his name because Kodak sued him, the the film company. <laughs> so he had to change it to Dak Rako. And the feature act was Drew Carey. Oh yeah, yeah. And you were hosting. I was hosting my first my first paid gig at the Funny Bone. Somebody got sued by Kodak. Yeah, Kodak said he, the Kodak said he, that he couldn't use it as a stage name. It was, you know, he he milked it for whatever it was worth. But yeah, he had to change it to Dak Rako. But Drew Carey was the feature act. Wow. So Drew Carey, uh, I wish I could knew the story so I could tell it better, so we could ask if I because my question, like he, he I, from my understanding, he moves to L.A. or New York, and like he works his way into this club somehow. Like they weren't gonna let him up, and he stayed. And when they when they seen him, they loved him. I was just wondering if this would have been before that. There's probably. been some. There's been some. Um, like with any big comic, you know, big name like Drew Carey, who you know now hosts The Price Is Right and had the Drew Carey Show on ABC TV. There's always some myth and mythology. I was actually uh, present and got to witness what his plan was. I remember when he said he was going to move out to Los Angeles, okay. and we worked at the. Uh, um, Outside in, in, in Georgia, not Atlanta, not 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 the not the the punchline in Atlanta, but the smaller kind of comedy cafe. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. I was six. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This is a this is like nineteen ninety something now or ninety one. Mm, I don't age well. Still yeah. six. <laughs> still six. <laughs> and he had his little Mercury tracer, 
And in the back seat, in the back, in the hatch of that, he had a table, he had a computer, he had a printer. And when he would come into the condo, he would set up his office in the condo. And that man did business. He was working on the gigs where he was going. He was working his way out to L.A., and he was fostering relationships on his way. I mean, he treated it like a business. And he just said flat out, flat out said, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is my path, and um, I'm going to make it. I mean, talk about somebody who was determined and believed in himself from yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. I, I actually saw that, you know, and I'm, I'm just an opening act going, okay, I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. I like this show. Drew Carey show. Did you guys like that show? It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. That don't sound like you like it. It was fun. No, no, it was fun. It was a fun show. It almost mm-hmm. didn't get picked up. I mean, that's the amazing thing about television. You know, it, the, the the first Pilot. season, the first season, the ratings weren't all that great. And then no. they moved it to a different night. And all of a sudden, it picked up an audience. Same with Seinfeld. Seinfeld almost got, Seinfeld had a four episode commitment. Wow. In the beginning. Yeah. And then they moved it. Over to what they called the must-see TV on yeah, Thursday nights, right. and it was in that little cushy slot there with cheers and some other things, and it found an audience, and boom. But, man, if somebody would have made the decision after four episodes, I'm going like, mm, We don't like that. I don't, it's just, I don't, I don't understand it's not about it. anything. I don't, yeah, yeah <laughs> it was. It was, you know, I mean, uh, Warren Littlefield was the, was the president, and at that time, he, he didn't get it. I mean, wow. they have an episode about that, you know, where, they, where they're – Pitching their own pilot, yeah, yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They talk about it's a show about nothing. Showing about nothing. Writing the pilot. Yeah. Because remember, it was going to be that uh, the the butler. He's going to have to be Jerry's butler there because that was. was And I remember Jerry Seinfeld coming to the Funny Bone in Columbus, and I opened up for him, and and I sat in the green room with him, and and he actually watched my set, and and you know he was complimentary, and he goes. He goes, I don't like the motorcycle bit. The motorcycle bit about divorce. And she goes, that's going to be your first TV bit. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. And we sat in the green room and, and talked. And he was, this is before the show. This is when he was just touring as a headlining comedian. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's been it's been interesting. Was it your first TV bit? No, it was not. Mm. It was not my first TV bit. Oh, so he's, he's a liar. liar. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but the, he, he he actually. I'm pretty uh, sure he listens to this, so I want to ask him why he lied. <laughs> he didn't lie. Why'd you lie, Jerry? He just said that that would be because he, he said it was, he, you know, it, it was it, good. It was, good it was a good bit. It, I closed with it. It was it was it was animated. It had energy, and uh, and then I I I I know exactly what I said to him. I go. Really? Because, you know, it really worked tonight, but it didn't work um, last week. And he just started shaking his head. He goes, if it didn't work last week and it worked this week, it's not the bit. It's you. You yeah. changed. You changed a word. You changed an inflection. You changed something. You Whatever it was that made it work, worked. And then you didn't do exactly what you did before and that affected it. That affected the rhythm, the timing, something. And I went, wow. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, I know you don't understand that because every time you go on stage, you just kill and kill and kill. So you don't understand what it's like to have a joke misfire, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I'm perfect in every way. Uh, here's the thing and normally I like to joke around and act like I'm perfect in every way and I would go with that but here's the problem is I have a witness sitting to my right here Mm -hmm. who was with me last night at a place they call Comedy Bingo Comedy Bingo it's downtown short north Uh, they're all playing bingo 
I can't um, believe you it's took not the... it's not old women. It's it's actually a young crowd that's playing. Like it's a fun type of like. There's a so they're, they're listening to stand up while no, they're playing no, bingo. No. That, well, so I, I didn't that should be the idea. So when I get there, they're they're calling numbers. Oh, 69. So then, oh, yeah, I know 69. you like the 69. Because, oh, they're laughing and drinking. And, and then, like, women would get up and run to the stage when they won. I don't know if if they had to, if it was, when they caught a certain number, if you had that number, you had to run to the stage. Are they really playing bingo, bingo. for real? Bingo. For prizes this last, and fun. This is, this is last so, night. It's a young bar, though. Okay, all right, all right. So then I go up at the end. It's. I mean, it starts off not bad, but maybe two minutes in. Man, it, it, just, it just no, it was tough. So when, way, before you went up, I asked right. the guy that's running bingo. I said, "Hey, I said um, when Banks goes up there, you're killing the music, right?" Uh huh. And I said, "How about the TVs?" Yeah, I said no. He was like, "I might be able to get the music, but not the TVs." Okay, so now you've got sports, sports, uh-huh. sports, right? And you got a whole bar, and it's like this. Oh shit! Right, because they're watching the game, right? And now you're supposed to go up there. And and do the show <laughs> now at the end. I and and, and you said it too. Listen, you know, I walked I, out I, when I walked out. I, and uh, when I, I when I got home, I was like, man, I should have gone on stage, and did crowd work because I could have that night. I felt good. I, I, I mean, it'd been simple. I'd have walked out there and been like this. It would have been simple. It would have been simple as me going out there and being like this. Bristol Republic, how we doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Give it the crowd. Oh, was, that, guys, was, did, that, was that Bristol? Did, yeah. Did you guys okay. come here for bingo or comedy? Because I'm going to tell you what's going on right uh-huh. now. And then I'll, I'll go into the simple things of this whole big table here. And I, I know you all live together. And it's a Tuesday night. Was this a work outing here? <laughs> you guys, you know what I mean? You get out the Uber ready here. Was it somebody's birthday? Is it somebody's birthday? Is it anybody's birthday in the house? Because what had happened was, and then he had him a couple times. Like he had this one good table. But then guess what happened? They brought their checks. Oh, the check right, drop, the man. Checks, the, the check, check drop is the worst. And then it was like, no, I think that I had this, and this table was in it. This table was falling, but then they, they tried to get, and then it just, uh, it was. Listen, man. I was walking to the car. I was halfway to the car, and I was like, <laughs> I got to go get paid, bro. I forgot. I had to go. I just wanted to get out of there. I just wanted to go. Yeah, I, I, get, the I remember. So I, I remember. went back, and then even when I was sitting out front, the lady came out, and she was like, hey, is it okay if we write a check? I was like, yeah. So now I'm just sitting there waiting for, waiting for the check, and then. Somebody else came outside, like, yo, just have him bring the check outside. <laughs> and they, they brought the check. I took it and I rolled. Have you done this this, this venue? No, no. And Jason was telling me about it. I it was, was like, the second time. It was the second show they had. I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a I can't bad believe set. he did comedy bingo after that time in West Virginia when he knocked the shit out of Bobby at the comedy bingo. So here's what. So, what the So here's the he thing. He beat up Bobby at the comedy bingo so in West Virginia. Last, a few shows ago, Bobby said something. I don't know. So I made a joke that I. Did I beat him up at a club one time? And he, so he said, where's, where's, what club was it? You don't remember? It, it was <laughs> at the comedy bingo. Like, I feel like I put this on myself. I made this story up about beating him up. Put at out comedy this bingo. Which is ridiculous. And then. <laughs> and then he gets a call for comedy bingo. <laughs> to perform at comedy bingo where they just whip my ass. I feel like Bobby. <laughs> I feel like this has something to do with Bobby, man. <laughs> it's got a, I feel it's like, got a little hit of karma to it. That was Bobby, that was Bobby in the crowd. Now, when Cecil came up, Cecil came up and was like, hey, thanks for me. I'm sorry that didn't work out. I was like this. I said, I can't believe he took this gig. Last time he was at Comedy Bingo, he kicked the shit out of Bobby Dodds. And he goes, really? When yeah. did that happen? Mm-hmm. And then he had to go into this whole thing the about this. The methodology. But, then I, but when man, we walked yeah. out, I was like, you should have let that roll, bro. You should have just been like, yeah, I don't really need want to talk about that. I, I mean, <laughs> my foot about is me. my foot is only you know 
I only stick my toes and the occasional foot in the water stand up these days. You know, I'm not on the road like you guys are now, and I'm not doing uh, cruise ships like, like Kenny's doing, which, by the way, man, sweet gig. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, and I'm going to come back to you for a second because I – I love Kenny. Love Kenny. Yeah. Love Kenny. But not uh, many people do. That's good. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know. So I have sex appeal. Thanks, Jason. Uh, <laughs> I don't get to experience it those as much as do. But yeah, comedy does not need any additional distractions like TVs, playing sports, yeah, or, yeah. or 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 music, or whatever the else might be going on. You know. So we were sitting. Yeah. There. I looked around. I was it, like, it needs. It needs. You need to be in a real comedy club where people actually bro, came to I, see I, I you. That, you and they're not paying for the ticket, right? It's no. not like they bought a ticket to go in there. They they might not even know that was going on. So so, you, man, that's tough. So what's your worst? What's your worst? Thing? Oh. Do, you, do you do you have one in mind? Where you're yeah, like, I was, was one in Florida where I was I was headlining. <laughs> yeah, boom, man, I can tell you, and it was actually in a comedy club. It was in a comedy club, and it was early on in in, in my career, and I just started headlining, and I was a relatively clean act. A lot of it, back in the beginning when I started doing stand up, a lot of it, all, all my stand up was based in, is steeped in truth about myself and it's exaggerated of course like we do but a lot of it was about my family at that particular time you know my greek family and a lot of jokes came from there and the the feature act in front of me and i do not remember his name uh he was you know sometimes i think the responsibility goes on the club to put together a good show as well this was not the ideal feature act for me because he came out and it was one dick joke after the other and one pussy joke after the other. And then after a little bit of a lull, maybe another dick joke. And it was just dirty, 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 dick, 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 pussy, pussy, pussy. So is the crowd loving this? And the crowd this. is eating it up. Okay. They're loving it. Okay. And now they're at a fever pitch. He only did 30 minutes of dick jokes. <laughs> yeah. Now the next guy's going to do 45 minutes of them. Yeah. It's going to be dick, yeah. dick-a-palooza. Right. Or pussy-palooza before it's all said. <laughs> right. And then I got to come out and talk about my mom. Yeah. You know, oh, you know my you know, my grandmother and you know my family and this is like like cricket cricket yeah. cricket <laughs> i ate it every night and that was a lot of shows because that because the, the week started on tuesday and ended on sunday yeah. and i did that like, many shows well, they did yeah, that week that, that particular club at that particular time yeah, that's good. That was during the comedy renaissance. Yeah, man, that's how that one used to do in Akron. It was Wednesday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. When, usually it was always, sometimes it was, when, most of the time it was Wednesday through Sunday, but every once in a while they would start on, some clubs would start on Tuesday because comedy was booming. So you're going like the 80s, like mid-80s? Late 80s, 80s. late 80s, early 90s. Yep. Comedy had a boom. There was a renaissance. Everybody had a comedy club. That's why, you know, guys that were just starting out could get gigs in Whitesburg, Kentucky at the Holiday Inn. And there's yeah. people that, that booked road gigs where you'd be in Whitesburg, Kentucky on a Tuesday, Norton, Virginia on a Wednesday, and you just, you know, you went to these these uh, these days in and holiday inns and Ramadas where you just did one night. You know, the one down in Portsmouth, there was a Ramada Inn in Portsmouth, and the Nellie Peck restaurant, you know, turned into a comedy club uh-huh. after they shut down the salad bar, and, <laughs> and you started doing stand-up, <laughs> you know, so. 
That's good. <laughs> uh, I, I remember the bad guy, and I still have bad. I still have bad sets now as a, as a grown up. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder what the worst set was, man. I've, it was that week in Florida. But yeah, you definitely have bad sets now. Uh, yeah, Hey, I'll be the first to admit it. And I think the reason I have bad sets, bad sets now is because one, I don't get out there as much as I want to, and two. I do not like to rest. I, I, I keep trying to write something new and something different. Me, I want that too. And even though I know that probably 70% of that audience might not have heard what I did a month ago, yeah. I, you know, there's 30% of them that maybe did. And, yeah. and I, I, I feel this stupid responsibility to, to keep trying to come up with something new. And something new might not always be worked out properly, and it might not even be funny. Wow. And then, but, I hate but everything I write, but because I don't have to rely on it as a, a, a living and a career right now, I have the luxury of being able to eat it, but it still eats at me emotionally. I'm like, fuck, you know, yeah, man, because because yeah. that's my first love. That will always be my first love of stand up comedy. There's nothing better than getting in front of an audience, in front of an audience. But you don't do open mics though. I would love to do open mics. I don't even know where they're at anymore. Yeah, I would do them. I would so, do them. In a so you're just taking you're just taking your brand new jokes onto a book show you have and just trying it out yeah. there for the most part. I would love to go open mics and work out more. That okay. you know, I don't know where they're at. I honestly don't know where they're at, and it's that's my bad because I don't. I have not invested. I know that they're out there. Yeah, do I you still got open mics. Oh man, I haven't been in a while, but they are out there. And, Kenny, do um, you still got open mics? Well, yeah, if I go, me and Jason usually rolls together, so we usually mess it's around with material. Last night wasn't a total failure, though, because after you got done telling the audience to fuck off, you said, well, so I'm going to try did, a new he joke. Didn't say it like, he didn't say it like that. He didn't that. say it like he that. You, uh, he did. I he, told that. He, he, he did say, no, you you, you, you got the audience to listen to so, whatever you, you, does you, it, you when, and then he tried a new joke that uh -huh. he had told me that. He's like, man, I got this. I haven't been able to figure it out. So you were like this. Fuck it. So I did try. And I you did. did. And you got a laugh on it. Yeah. But you did call him out. You called everybody out. I, I don't even to. remember what you exactly said, but I'm going to tell you, you know what it sounded like. It sounded like what I said. When you guys are writing new jokes, like, and, and you and you know it doesn't it doesn't kill, but it gets a little something in there. You notice something in there. Do you still keep it and, and massage it and try to figure it out a little bit more? You know, let, 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 go ahead. Because, I mean, I guess the way I do it, I mean, is a little different than uh, what Banks do. We write, we write all the time together. So Jason, he'll practice it. He won't even take it to the stage until he almost thinks it's ready, 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 ready. Mm -hmm. And me, I'm like, okay, I'll just try it out. Yeah, so. Kenny makes this. So here's the difference. I'll write a joke, tell it to Kenny, and then I'll try it at my house for the next three months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then there'll be some like open mic where like, hey, we're, we we can try some shit out and we'll help each other. Then I'll try the joke out. The people will be like, that joke sounds, you know, pretty much finished. It sounds pretty good. Not every time, but it's like because that's when I take it. Where Kenny would call me up like, hey man, so I think it would be funny if I talk about. You know when you're driving down the road and someone just hits their brakes, so you got to kind of swerve around mm -hmm. them? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just think there's something funny there. I'm going to take it to the stage tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there be no punchline. There be nothing. And he'll go to the stage and just talk about that shit. See, I, I, I saw you when you first started. And, and granted, I probably didn't see you for the first time when you actually first started. I saw you for the first time when maybe you had some some comedy legs underneath you and you kind of had it had it figured out and i just watched you starting you know i just watched how effortless 
and comfortable you were on stage. Kenny, on the other hand, I saw Kenny from the get-go and and saw him develop and become— Why? How? Like, what are you guys just doing? Because I, just because I, our paths crossed at an earlier time. I don't know why. My first but time I saw, on stage, yeah. I saw him on the get-go. And, and he and I have had this conversation a bunch of times. Um, when he started telling me these great stories about his family— and on stage, he was just doing almost, I want to say joke jokes, but he was just, he was trying to do what he thought would be funny. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't being honest and being and, and, and sharing a part of himself. Man, as soon as he started doing that, shit changed, man. Right. And, yeah, and he, and then, yeah. And, and now, damn. Now yeah. he gets, now he gets too deep into the writing that he'll write something that he'll be like, <laughs> I don't want to say that on stage. I don't want to tell everybody about that. I'm like, then why'd you write the joke? Like, I thought it was funny when I was writing it, but now, now you don't want anybody to know about it. So I feel like there's some. So do you guys feel that you have your voice? Because I, you know, they always say it takes X amount of years to find your voice on stage. You guys feel you you have it? You got your voice, or is it still developing? Uh, I don't know, man, because. Yesterday made me say I ain't got nothing. <laughs> so, you know, so I mean, I'm I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with the the way I deliver my jokes. Uh, I'm not happy when I write and then I and I feel like it's stupid. But then again, this joke that I tried yesterday, because he's right. I did. What I was just, the joke? What I was the joke you tried yesterday? That you thought was gonna kill and it didn't. No, he didn't no. think it was gonna kill. I didn't. Oh, no, he thought oh, you, you didn't think he, it was he didn't want to tell it. Oh, okay. All so right. the Let's joke I did yesterday was more of I did a joke where I said, "Well, no, first of all, I do 18 minutes and it's it's a very bad show." So I, said, <laughs> I look at the time and like there's two minutes left. So first of all, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even know why you guys are here, right? <laughs> it, it's, I mean, you guys, you guys are a young ass crowd. You're out here playing bingo like old people on a fucking... You know what I want to do right now? I want to be at home sending my kids to bed a half hour early probably because I'm too high to be even watching them just so I can watch the TV <laughs> uh-huh. and have me drink. And you guys are out here playing bingo like old... Like, I don't even understand what's going on. So let me just try one new joke before I leave. <laughs> That's almost how I presented it. I was right. like, they're not, they're not going to listen to this now. But they listened to it and they laughed. And the joke was just simply... A joke I was trying to write about a jealous girlfriend who uh, she didn't allow me to talk to other women. So like anytime I would talk to women, it would make her mad. Like even when I was out, if I was talking to women and her friends saw me, they would take a picture of me and they would send it to her to let her know. And she, that she and she would come at me with these pictures. But what made me laugh is she presented the picture. Like it was a children's activity book. <laughs> like she would just pull it out like, I want you to circle the bitches that don't belong in this <laughs> And I'd be like, what? That's She's funny. like, there's 12 hidden pictures. I want you to identify all the pictures. And I'd be sitting there circling like, well, this bitch don't belong there. And I said, I circled myself. I said, I really shouldn't even be there to be honest. And they roll with it. And so it made me, it made me feel good. I got something out the night. I got, I got to realize the joke is... And it's got, and there's something there that yeah. that, that you're gonna keep. But, but remind you, um, 
Jason has been practicing that joke for seven months right now. <laughs> Mind you, I wrote that joke in 2013. <laughs> and it just now came out of the oven. Yeah, yeah. I had it on. I said, fuck it, I'm bringing this joke out. Well, I've been working on it. I put it in the oven at 150. I just let it slow bake. And now it's all ready and juicy. <laughs> Go. Well, I know, but I feel that way. I, you know, I, you get that feeling where something, you think there's something funny in there. I've been trying to, to figure out this Hitler thing that I that I that I did. You know, I know you say Hitler, right? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you say that, it's like no, I don't eat that cereal. Well, the, no, the premise is like I, I I do not take as good a care of myself as I should at my age, and I need to do better. And I'm a and I said I'm a stress eater. You know, I'll eat and I'm eating a bunch of uh, I'm having one of those bad nights and I'm I'm just killing a a bowl full of Totino's pizza rolls and I'm watching a a documentary on Hitler. Okay, and then feeling bad about myself and, and watching this documentary, and it, uh, it's about his last days, and they say, you know, at, uh, at the age of 50, 53 years of age, Hitler developed a slight tremor in his left hand that he kept hidden from the public so they did not know that his health was declining. And then at age 56, Adolf Hitler died. And I actually was sitting on the couch going, well, fuck, I'm in better shape than Hitler. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's the joke, right? But 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 you say Hitler and like, mm. yeah, you know, Hitler, you know, well, nothing funny about Hitler. I thought you was designing like a Hitler um, piece of equipment in the gym. He said, you want, I didn't know what he was. Hitler, um, Adolf Hitler. I know Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> you mean because the hand tremble? Yeah. You thought he's going to take that somewhere? That's like, well, yeah. Well, I said, yeah. Go, and then I said, like, you know, you know, I'm in better shape than Hitler, and he almost conquered the world. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, he, uh, you know. I'm, but I mean, I, I can at least get up the steps and sleep, <laughs> sleep in my own bed. I mean, Dino, you are your, you're your business. Right. You had to sell yourself. Right. Everywhere you went, you went into a show, you had to sell yourself. You had to mm-hmm. sell yourself on the radio. You got to sell your books. You had, you're your number one product. And that's one thing that, that I've also, always... Also my number one critic. You, you okay. Oh, yeah. You, you may fan. be too tough. <laughs> <laughs> I am so, so damn self-critical about... I hate just about everything that I do. I will find flaws and do error. Do you watch and, your videos? Oh, God, I hate watching myself, man. Do you like listening to your podcast? Uh, I, I only started listening. I have to listen to hear because, as you said, it's a business. It's a business at some point. And I've taken this business of podcasting very seriously in the last year, especially since I left the radio station. So I have no choice, but I have to listen to it. What I had a hard time doing, because now we YouTube them as well, was watching it. You know, I hate watching it on YouTube, but at the same time, I love watching it on YouTube because now it's out there and, it, you know, you can see things watching it that you can't pick up when you're listening to it. It's it's two different experiences, even though it's the same goddamn podcast. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't like to watch myself. I, I you know, when our movie came out, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't. You didn't watch it. I went to the screenings, and you know, I've seen, I've seen it. You know, while we were working on it, I've seen it, the rough edit, and so forth and so on. But you know, I don't like to sit there and watch myself. How good, how good are your acting skills, one through ten, man? <laughs> if you're gonna ask me, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a on any on on a good day, maybe I'm a. How about a, on the, how about on the day you shot the movie? It's interesting you said that because there was one scene in the film. Um, where I was, you know, 
producing and, and, and writing, and we shot, we were shooting 13, 14, we were like in an hour, like 14, 15. This is a very emotional scene. And I I walked away from it like, man, I blew it. I blew it. You know, I was tired. I, I hated it. Ended up being one of the best scenes in the movie for me. Yeah. But at the time, I thought, ugh. D minus. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was bad. <laughs> and then and then it ends up being one of the most, one of the more emotional, packed, wallop moments in the film. And I, and I watched it, and I went, and and what you saw on my face was, was real. Which I was movie? tired, man. I was Which tired. Which movie is this? This is the street where we live. The street where we yeah. live. So listen, not to take away from the movie, but how simple is it to get on Amazon Prime? Is it hard, or do they have to? It is. Like, could easy, anybody get a movie on Amazon? It's easier to get certain types of movies on Amazon Prime: stupid comedies, horror films, because those are very popular genres. You know, uh, you know, if I were to make a uh, a 90 minute movie, you know, the heist. Jason, 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 and Kenny go looking for titties. I could probably get it on Amazon and it just but I sell it on the title alone. From and and we wouldn't pay anything for that. What would we pay to get that on there, or they would just accept the movie? This depends on the distribution deal. Okay. You know, like certain ones that you know with the so boobs with, would get on there faster. <laughs> boobs would get on there faster. Drama. Stupid comedy is probably the toughest indie, to indie sell. Indie drama, indie drama is a tough one to sell. Is a tough one to sell, and that's what yours is. Ours is an indie drama, and, and minus one is a drama. So how do you? So someone basically sits and watches this movie and has this discussion with. I'm taking other people, whether they want to put your movie on Amazon Prime or not. Yeah, yeah, the different formats. The distribution company that we went through uh, sold Street to Amazon, uh, Directv, On Demand, Tubi TV, and for some reason, uh, in a lot of Asian countries. Yeah, I See, don't know why. Well, so that's awesome. So, I was just trying to find out. Cause, I mean, it's cool that you have one on Amazon. And that Prime, and that so. deal was like we don't get paid until the distributor that went around to all these festivals and all these markets to sell the movie until they get paid back. We don't get any money. The minus one deal is is straight up fifty fifty split. Mm. So, Dino, is the premise is that yours? Is that your setup that you do over here, at Shadowbox? The premise did you, did you is started. Our, it's did, our second it podcast, but you started it, though, right? Yeah, the premise was the brainchild of my video, my YouTube producer, John Whitney, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously collectively between myself, John Whitney, Greg Hansberry, we brought it to uh, fruition, as they say. And it's an offshoot of Whiskey Business, so it's a separate podcast, and it's and we're trying to distance it from Whiskey Business and make it its own thing. And I think, I don't want to speak out of school here, but I think starting in January, we're going to become a regular part of Shadowbox lineup and have a solid Thursday, like the third or fourth Thursday of the month, every month. So we'll be doing it once a month, and and that way we can actually plan ahead and and tell people, and they can know that the premise will be on this date every month, you know, so forth and so on. But it's different. It's different. It's still incorporates podcasts. I, I listen. I listen to the the, the premise podcast. Yeah. Well, Jason, did, Jason, Banks Jason and, did the first one. I wanted you know I got him to do the first one out of the gate, and Bobby Dodds did, it, and Kenny's going to do it next year from twenty twenty. We got November booked, but uh, we're I don't know when this airs. When this particular installment of comedians airs, but uh, we're back there November fourteenth. For the premise again, Leslie Battle will be the guest comedian. Okay. You know Leslie. Yes, yes. And uh, Sarah That's Store is one funny. of the competitors, and I can't remember who the other competitor yeah, is. But uh, but Bobby Bobby was the guest comic on the last one. And he he tore it up, man. Did he? He tore it 
tore it. If I heard it once, I heard it uh, two dozen times after the show. So Bobby was great. Bobby was great. I heard it. I heard. I heard that uh, he almost did what I did, which is very cool. So congratulations, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, as for Leslie, Leslie's hilarious. So that'll be a, that'll be a fun time when she's up there mm-hmm. going up first. I just feel bad for who has to go against Sarah. Just like I felt bad who has who had to go against Jeff Gage. Like these are at least in Columbus and in my mind, like professional, professional right. improv. Now, well, that was, it's not improv though. So you get twenty minutes. You that. get twenty minutes to write. You get twenty. Right. The, the, the 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 premise behind the premise is you get handed a premise that night, and you have twenty minutes to write three to five minutes of stand up material based on what you just got handed. But that, my point is, you can walk up to Sarah Store or Jeff Gage right now and give them a paper and tell them they have 20 seconds. Right. And then they're going to make you laugh for the next 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you come give me something and tell me I have 20 days and I'll call you back. Like, <laughs> let me get three more days. <laughs> so I That's like, why you said when I asked you if you wanted to be a competitor, you I said, said no, 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 no. Especially, but then when but I went. trial by fire. Don't you think that that's going to nah. help you out in the long run? See, here's, no? the, see, here's the thing. I wouldn't mind. My, my my main problem is because the audience is very forgiving. They know. know. They know yes. what you're up against, and they're not gonna. They're but not gonna the boo you. I, so I go there, and then you look at me. You say, "Hey, your 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 subject is dropping ketchup on your shirt," and then you give me twenty minutes. And then when it, you call me to the stage, and I walk up there knowing I have absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's the scariest thing to me. Like, I don't know what I would do for those next five minutes. Don't you want the, I mean, so, so uh, I'm, both of you, I, I don't, don't you get to a point in your life, though, where you want to take some chances, or do you think you can't afford to take risks at this point in your career, where you can't afford to fail? Banks is like that. He don't want to take a. Banks is not, he don't want to take a lot of risk. You don't want to fail. You don't. He wanted us to. I, he wanted us to answer for ourselves. I think he should sell himself more. And I was supposed to do and, my. And answer. that was one that I was talking to him. He asked me. He said, "He said, why, why are you even here, Jerry?" I thought he, he was like, talking. Why did you come right, over right, here? Right. I said, "You know, I mean, I've been self-employed for seventeen years, and your business interests me." You know, and I just I've I've always loved comedy. Was this your brainchild, comedians on South High? Uh, yes. Yes. I, actually, what it was was I called Max and I told him that I, flawlessjokes.com wants a comedy show. It's a new sponsor we got at the studio. I need I need a host. And uh, that was all BS. One time I was messing around with equipment. I came up with flawlessjokes.com and I found out that it didn't exist. So I bought the website, right? And I was like, this would be hilarious. I'll get a comedy show. We'll get a website. We'll sell their stuff. We'll promote other comedians that come on the show where they're going to be at. And that was my idea for the show. And I called Banks and he answered the phone call. And then he was like, "Mind you, I know he this guy because <laughs> yeah, I know because I go to his vape shop. That's the only reason I know him, mm-hmm. right? So I go to his vape shop, and he's just he comes to my comedy show. They find out I'm a comedian. He gets in this deal with this studio. He's like, "Hey man, I want you to have a podcast." I'm like, "Well, I just can't be like Colin Coward. I just can't be out there just talking by myself. I need to talk to somebody." So I was like, "You Yo, don't think you could?" I don't. I I, I just feel like. Everything I said, I would think was funny. Like, I'm laughing at everything. So when I laugh at myself, at least these guys let me know when shit ain't funny. I'll say shit. I'll listen to the podcast, and I say shit. I'm the only one who laughs back. I'm like, okay, I realized that shit wasn't funny. <laughs> Tough crowd. Yeah. So I, so I, I was like, 
I got him and Bobby. And then I told Jared that he should definitely stick on. Well, he was like, so you're not going to be on the show? He was like, you're not having anything to do with the show. I was like, man, no, look, if we get it going, I'll help produce it. I'll help uh, get ad time. I'll sell it. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, and he's like, well, if I do the show, I got, he said, you know, who he's got once. He's like, and, uh, and you're going to be on it. And I was like, what what am I going to do on this show? I you're a facilitator. This, 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 this yeah. is horrible. And then they're like, so, we, so they didn't even call, we didn't even know I was, a, I mean, we started out, we had no idea what we we're doing, kind of like today, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? It, so then it was, I think it, I, I seen their acts, I, I'd seen them all. Uh -huh. And I was like, man, you guys need a show. And then we try, had to name it. Because really isn't going to really well, work. I remember when he put that out on Instagram. This is, you know, give us some ideas yeah. for show for yeah. show yeah. names, and 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 you guys said a lot. Comedians on South High is, is good. It, it, it's it says exactly what it is. Um, but did Ooh, you get a lot of suggestions from people? You know, we did, and we I talked like about them a lot. Yeah, and there are some there are some cool ones. There are some weird ones. There were some that we couldn't use. I think there was no, a couple was that we the, wanted that we looked up and it had already been taken. Like yeah. the, like the green room. Backstage, light me at five. No, we I... thought of light me at five, but then we decided that it wouldn't be strictly comedy. So I think we might have talked about that. Yeah. It wouldn't be strictly comedy, so we kind of we didn't know what we were going to talk about. The title is very. All simple. we knew is we wanted Dino Tripodis. Oh on this yeah, show right. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I almost <laughs> feel like I pushed myself on <laughs> you, man. That's because that. because only because after three episodes, not even three, after I listened to the first one and then the second one, I found myself chiming in, chiming in on the second one when you guys were all having roundtable discussions. I'm like, man, I wish I was there. I would have said this. I would have said that. I would have said this. So no, uh, uh, if it's possible to be a fan after three episodes, then then damn it, I'm a fan. See, that's mm -hmm. cool to hear. But I that's I, the only other fan we have is my sister. My sister's a huge fan. You don't fan. know that. You don't I know, know that. I, no, not my only, not only fan. We have listeners. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like huge fan. Huge fan. Like okay. I, I get I get fan mail from well, my good. sister. That's nice <laughs> because my family, my family does not listen or watch or read <laughs> yeah. anything I write, anything I produce, anything but no. I can't no. They you, don't you does your sure, mother still you, think you you're sure, you're sure homeless your family your mother still think you're gonna be homeless within the month. Right, yeah. My mom still thinks like, I had my mom on the podcast. <laughs> She's like, and even though she was on the podcast and still didn't realize that it was a podcast. You know, and the, and, and she did not listen <laughs> but that's kind to of, herself. That's the change in, in the industry. When, when you were saying that you used to be able to go out in the, in the 80s and 90s and there were so many clubs and the Ramada mm -hmm. Inns that you were able to hit, these guys are going to have to use this resource or, or similar ones in social media. Or am I wrong? No, no, you're absolutely right. For, for, for you're them, absolutely for them right. To gain I mean, up, for them to be the, able you to. You know, before, when I was doing stand up, you. you <laughs> so I found that sound like so goddamn old. <laughs> you, would send, you would send your headshot and your videotape to the club, your VHS tape to the that. club. I want that. You, the, and now, but now it's like they're watching, you know, they're going to base. Whether or not they book you on, on on your social media hits and how active you are on Facebook and how many followers you got. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Dave Stroop from the Funny Bone, you know, who books the Funny Bone now. And he goes, sometimes he feels just like, oh, he, he goes, and, and I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I, when I say this, when he said, he goes, sometimes I feel like a whore. Yeah. Because I'm booking these Facebook novelty acts that have these huge followings on Facebook 
because of the stunts that they do and people but at the end of the day he's got to pay the rent over there at Easton. it's expensive so he'll bring in these facebook guys and they'll they'll pad the show with some other comedians and whatnot they'll 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 they'll, they'll do that but you know he's like man i feel like a whore i don't know what this guy does but he's got you know two million followers and out of those two million followers He's going to fail 450 seats at the Funny Bone. Hey, I feel him. I feel like a pad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Right. So, well, have you have, well, you, have that, you worked on some of those Facebook shows? Yeah. You have? I have. And, were you, and were you funnier than the actual person that was doing, that was the person? You know what? I was on one where a guy had so many of us uh-huh. that by the time he hit the stage, the show should almost be over. And all he had to do was just show up. He did... 20 minutes. That's it. And the crowd went crazy. Uh, or did they? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I was, here's the thing. Was gone. You're gone. I was at the bar. No, I was at the bar, and I was kind of surprised that he came out as early as he did. I was just thinking, this is going to be a longer show, because he's just not going on stage. I didn't realize he was going to walk off stage 20 minutes. But uh, no, man. they get and they, and they probably make great money. Huge money. Great money for... For Kenny's twenty minutes of hilarious jokes, <laughs> the crowd got to enjoy. But no, as far as this podcast goes, as far as you know, uh, he's right. You know, digital media. That's why you know when I left the station. Uh, well, it's been over a year now. I left in June of twenty eighteen, and this is this is where the future is. This, these types of shows, and granted, there's seven hundred fifty thousand podcasts out there on any given day. That sounds huge. But let's be honest, 750,000 podcasts, half of those do not put out regular product on a regular basis, all right? Yeah. So now you got it cut in half. So now you're down to, let's just, let's just for, for round numbers, let's just say 300,000. Half of those, let's be honest, suck. They're not good, all right? Now, you got, now you're down to 150. And depending on those 150, who, who's putting out consistent product on a regular basis? The numbers keep going down. So eventually, you hope that whatever you do that is quantity or quality is going to eventually rise to the top. It just has to be found. And maybe Jared has the secret sauce and knows how to get it out there. If you do, tell me because we're, we struggle on how to be, you know, become a bigger presence as well. I mean, we're averaging, when I left the station, we were averaging 400 downloads, you know, a week, um, uh, a, a month, rather, whatever the case might be. We've increased that to almost 3,000 in the wow. last year. So, you know, we got, we got, we got a lot of people, but it's still, it's still in the, in the, in the, when you look at the, the top 10 podcasts that are out there that have a million, Conan O'Brien has a million plus followers. You know what that translates to into TV ratings? You know, if he's got a million yeah. and a half people listening to his podcast, which is uh, healthily advertised and sponsored, that's like having 13.5 million people watching TV yeah. when you got a million five listening to a podcast because you can listen whenever you want, yeah. whenever you want. And I was, because I don't even download the people I would watch on TV. So if you're, if you, if you have a million podcast listeners, you have so many more TV viewers yes every time absolutely absolutely um, yeah and I, I definitely need some more followers that's what i'm that's what <laughs> no I'm, you guys will but see but that's just it you'll get them because but not just on here i just mean in general social media 
Jason Banks comedy. I'm, I'm horrible. I'm horrible at social media. Whiskeybusinessshow.com. See, I should have said that from the get go. <laughs> I should have said I should have said that I host Whiskey Business. It was on my list. It was on my list. I got radio. I got author. I got stand up. I have all that. Here as a true host, he didn't he didn't bring in your accolades. There's a there's a there's a paperback short story. A collection paperback that's coming out tomorrow that I'm in a short story that I were I wrote that's in there I didn't mention it yeah yeah it coming how's it coming out coming out where it's it's coming out in paperback and it'll be on Amazon now your book yeah. was it I'm, I'm gonna get it wrong is it Journey no it wasn't what? Journey the, the book is it out the book my book, my, book the book the, the book Journey or, no 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 the, the book the book the short story I wrote is called Bearing Witness. That's in a collection of short stories. The book I'm working on is not done. The page for page book. Yeah, that is the one. That is the uh, was, I wrote. Was, I wrote down what you were thinking, okay. which is actually yes. a journey. Aren't all okay. books page for page? That's what I was saying. It's not chapter. Uh, like each page is a chapter. Each each page. Each, each, each. What I did in 2018 is that I wrote a one page essay every single day of the year based on whatever page thought came to my page. mind. So it was oh, a journey. So it was a journey. journey. It's really a journal, but... But not a journal. Not a journal. Not a journal. A journal, oh. is, a journal is, man, I, took the, I took the biggest shit I think I've taken in my entire <laughs> life. In fact, before I flushed it, I looked at it and thought about taking a picture and sending it to my friends. That's a journal. And a journey is... A journey. So now I come <laughs> to you. Listen, I'm going to tell you. He, he sits on his golden tripod and, 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 and shells out knowledge. That's what you get. On <laughs> it's still page. a good journey. It's a good journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so a journey you just basically, you just write down thoughts. Whatever today. thought came up. And, and, and the topics would range from the serious to the silly to the sublime to the. Uh, and you sold yeah. this book. No, I'm writing. I'm, I haven't sold it yet. I'm I thought you start. did like the first thing you did. I thought you said no, you did this. No, first right. He's first writing this book. book. I'm writing and finishing this book. I should have, and once again, we come full circle to the being so critical about yourself. This book should have been done by the end of this summer. Yeah. But because I hate, I'm doing the rewrite, and I'm so critical about the rewrite that it has stalled out. And that's, uh, and, and, and where, I, where I'm at, I'm good with but I should be further, and if I would, if I wouldn't be so damn hard on myself, I might have it done by now. Are you just coming across I, stuff like, why was I thinking about this? That, that? well, it's just you know because the, the 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 you know I wrote the the rough draft and it was just you know poured out. But you can't just all right now. I gotta just all I gotta do is transfer the rough draft. No, no, you gotta you gotta massage it and finesse it a little bit. There are yeah. some things you gotta do in order to 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 make it. You know, but it is interesting. I, you know, as I look at it and I look, I look at it. I go, wow, this is kind of cool to see what was in a man's head yeah. for 365 days. Oh, okay. so there's no holding back. No holding back. So no. from page for page, you're not. You're, you, you don't yeah. have to continue to read. How old do you have you to be to buy this page book? And stop. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can read one every day. You can read them all. How old those. do you have to be? You could be as old. You could. You could be a teenager. You could it's be. Not, so I'm just saying, there's not. It's not. It's not a dirty book. Yeah, you know. No, it's not a dirty book. No dirty thoughts. Okay. No, man. There's uh, like I said. There's 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 a there's an essay in there about suicide. I sat across from a friend of mine who during lunch told me he was thinking about killing himself. Okay. And I said, and, and what he told me in in that in that lunch was that you know he had been practicing. And I go, what you know, actually setting up how he would do it. And we had this conversation over lunch. It was a very serious essay, 
Then there's one in there about fucking hot dogs. So I, I, just, I was just about to say that. So that seems like it would be an interesting book to have just because of that. Because, because, because you never know if you're about to read this dramatic experience or some shit about why you like certain shit on hot dogs. Yeah, well, you know, there's one in there about hot dogs. There, there's one in there that uh, I just I just edited and wrote called, called Roller Food. Yeah. I cannot walk into a convenience store without walking over well, to the roller to see what's on the roller food, man. I love roller food. That just sounds like a crazy wait, book. Wait, I, wait, I love roller food. Wait, wait, wait. We got roller food and toilet paper. A convenience and, uh, store. Speedway. We're talking about Speedway. We're talking about Speedway. Convenience the roller food. Yeah, man. And you got that food that looks like that looks like that looks like food that you would get at a normally. At a normal fast food place like a Taco Bell or a Wendy's, but it's it, it's it's slightly different. It's like a, a you know a, a chicken changa, yeah, or yeah. it's you a you know, it's a it's a scrambled egg roll. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I just I can't. I love roller food, man. But you taste it and it tastes good. It tastes you know what yeah. looks like ham salad, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So you eat the sausages and hot dogs. Oh fuck yeah. I, yeah! Yeah, I will save a hot dog off the roller. One of those hot dogs that looks like it's never you ever going to get home in a box. <laughs> One of those hot dogs that looks like it's never going to get picked up. It's just going to roll Ew. all day you long. Uh, and nobody's going to eat me. Yeah. Nobody's going to eat. It rolls That's and it crazy. rolls. And then they got a separate little area for their pizza. A whole separate cage yeah. for their pizza. You love the pizza, which is boy, but it's bad pizza. Two slices for a dollar which are basically the, the, what they're, what they're, two, no, they're saying the, they're right saying front. they're saying we know it's, uh, it's not written so on the two, side two they're saying we enough. know it sucks but two for a dollar come on man <laughs> that sounds like that's poison <laughs> so hold on though. you've inspired me because when i do comedy shows i'm horrible at eating so whenever i go anywhere i try to have a plan to try to hit a fast food place at least by five, so I can get something in my stomach. Because right. I know I'm not going to go hit up some restaurant. I'm not going to eat at the hotel. But I do go to a gas station prior to getting to the hotel. <sighs> and I see that roller food. I see you the, see the roller food, man. It calls out and to And it's even crazy. Like, right. this, oh, man, the jalapeno oh, cheddar. Yeah, right. And then sometimes locally here, you can find the Bahama Mama. You're like, this hot thing. And it smells good. Yeah. Right so I'm smelling this hot dog and sauce. yesterday's dog I'm seasoning on there. I'm looking at the Doritos. right into I'm it. I'm thinking about yeah. getting a Coke no, with it. No. I, just I don't know what a tornado is, but I'm going to get it. It's not food that you guys are smelling you're, you're smelling actually the air freshener that's what Ooh, it's like. that, that food probably and smells then, so I, bad and then I love the gesture I love the gesture <laughs> that all the fast food play, uh, fast food all the, all the convenience <laughs> stores have you got you got your your, your tornado and your chicken chamachanga yeah. whatever whatever faux they just make up names. Up the, they do. They do. They the make up names. Cracker. But then right before you get to the to, to pay for it there's there's a there's like three baskets of fruit <laughs> just to be like, you sure you want this tornado? <laughs> you, know, you know, just want an apple. They, no, if you're walking up, if you're walking up to the counter with a uh, uh, 
two tornadoes and a and a chicken changa chunga. Uh, you ain't trading it in for an orange. <laughs> Either you did trade it in for an orange. When you get clear to the counter, they're just like, or have eight Reese's for two twenty-three. I'll take an example back and grab these Reese's. You know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Anyway, but that's what I'm saying. The book is so the like that. Is good. The, the, the book oh, is the, bu- the, the book, book is out. The book. Yeah, we're still in the book. That's <laughs> about the roller. You got roller food. There's one in there. Yeah, there's one about so my daughter. I know you won't know for sure, but if you had to guess, when when should we expect this book? I to will be finish this book before the end of the year. And I will have it out in 2020. Okay. Yeah. I will have it. I I that I made that promise to myself. That's that's. that's you keep promises to yourself a lot, do you? I have to, man. Look, how old are you, Kenny? Uh, 36. Why does everybody do that? Uh, uh 36. Like, yeah. how do you? You don't know how old you are. You're 36. I, I, was, I was just thinking. Right. I mean, and Jason. 37. 37. 44. 44. I couldn't do the, uh, you know, at that point, I got to be prepared. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I said, he going to say my name. How old are you, Jason? <laughs> Get ready what, so you can spit it out. What I've discovered, to answer your question, is what I've discovered as I've gotten older, because I'm 60, I'll be 61 in April, is that you do start making some promises to yourself because you realize that the clock is ticking. Mm. And so you got to make some serious promises to yourself or else, and get it done because you don't have the luxury of being 36 or 37 or even 44. I picture you at the house like this. You gonna get this book finished for the end of the year, Dino. Promise? <laughs> <laughs> Promise. <laughs> which goes back to my original question, which somehow got, we, that, but I still remember in the back of my head, is that are you guys afraid yes. to try something because you feel you can't risk Oh, no. You can't risk it at this point in your careers where you can't afford to fail. So, no, I I get embarrassed easy. It's my big problem. I have no problem. I know in my mind it would be better to risk. Uh-huh. If if I perform somewhere so much, I say, even if these jokes aren't ready, it's probably better I go in there and throw these jokes out so this audience sees some new stuff. I know that's better. So it's not I can't afford to fail. It's more of if this all goes bad... When we were there yesterday, first thing I noticed was a dude that I used to work with, and I was uh-huh. like, "Jerry, he don't, he doesn't even know I do comedy, and he's about to see me go up in front of a crowd that don't even look like they want to see comedy." Then he rolls out, and Jerry was like, "Yo, he left." And I was so happy. I come out the bathroom, and a dude's walking in. Another dude I used to work with. He said, "You about to do comedy?" I said, "Damn, another dude." No. Like, I don't want someone that I know to come see me do comedy at a place that's going to be shit. Because why? Because especially if they kind of. I mean, know, I understand it, but I don't. Know, I want to know why you. I know why. So you me why me? Because if people was like, "Yo, I've heard Jason does comedy," so that's just a thing when they see me. Oh, I've heard he does comedy. That's a big thing in there. And then all of a sudden, they're finally at a spot where I'm doing comedy, and then they just see me at this bar performing comedy wow. in front of thirty comedians. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go well. So now they think, oh, for the last ten years I've been hearing about Jason yeah, comedy, and that wasn't very this good. Is, yeah, this is what it's been. So I would rather them just if anybody sees me, I want it to be at a comedy club. I I get it because I did that. Uh, you you know the gig, the last real or standing gig, yes. right? Okay, so I do the upfront upfront shit up front and I'm up there for about 15 minutes and out of that 15 minutes 13 of it worked the two minutes that kind of fumbled I tried the Hitler joke right okay okay and I walk out at the end of the night and this is what pisses 
pisses me off. And I and I didn't visibly get pissed, but inside I was like steaming. Yeah. It's like that Hitler bit didn't go so well, did it? Like oh, somebody said that. Yeah, somebody said that to me. Yeah, the, I guess the Hitler thing didn't work out so well. I'm like, God damn it. Couldn't you have said the 13. Yeah, any other joke from the 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what about the 13 that, that killed? Yeah. And, you know, you focus on it. But that's how people are, man. They, they yeah. can't wait to jump on you. They, they, that's how they are. They, you know, and, and, and I know we as comedians or, or entertainers, that's in the back of our head. We're only as good as the last show we did. And that sticks in your cross. So I know that after comedy bingo, you're just chomping on the bit to get to a, a a real club and a real stage and go back to that. Well, that's more like it. Yeah, I got one Sunday, man. Right? That's so, more like it. That's, what I, that's who I am. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's goes, Jason Banks. That's Kenny. That's, you know. I think if any time, of any time, my opinion, Jason Banks should risk it right now. I don't think he will. I think I think he should, man. I think you should go full in. Full in on comedy? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't have a job right now. Do you know? I know. That, that, so there's, I, there's, there's no so better. There's no better time. There's no better time for him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, let me let me get an update here, Kenny. You you're just doing comedy, right? Strictly comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just well, yeah I just left my job. My full time. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're doing great on the on the cruise ships, which yeah. which which pay well. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, you told me you were gonna hook me up with a number to send some send some. some you never did, but we'll forget about that yeah. for. Oh, right uh, why you gotta send stuff on air? You know, <laughs> I mean, listen, man, listen, man. You could just we could have waited till the show was over. We rubbed elbows, whispered in my care. ear. You could at least twinkle, I, wait, wait, rub I, my leg or something. Dude, you ain't gotta do it like that. <laughs> you gotta rub but, leg. but 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 but. More important, and I'm teasing about the other part because I probably wouldn't have said anything anyway. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you cleaning up for a cruise ship? Uh, yeah, I can be. Cause I'm scared I can't be. You think you could be? Yeah, I think I can't be. Yeah, because I worked one once. Uh, it was the big red boat, and then the Disney bought them out. But they had a what was a, that back in the fifties or something? It was back in the fifties. <laughs> it was nineteen fifty four. Kenny actually nineteen fifty four, and everybody came. Steamboat on the Mississippi. Everybody came to the comedy the show in dinner jackets. Yeah, song and everything. So actually, the, the comedy show was bowl. at dinner, and they had to be in dinner jackets and the women in gowns and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was the big red boat, and then no, uh, was that was back in uh, 90, 92. 92. and they had a they had a a relatively clean show where you could go up to the line but not cross it, and then they would ask you to do a late show where you could do whatever you wanted to. Okay, so yeah. you're saying you go up to the line but not cross it. Kenny's performing in front of kids. If Kenny can perform in front of kids and make it work, then. Good for Kenny. <laughs> because that's what you're going to do if you, if you do no, no, that's I mean, that's Kenny treating treating this career partly like a business as well because yeah. you you don't got a re- you don't have a regular job anymore, mm-hmm. and now you don't have a regular job anymore. So now you're at an interesting point in your life where you've got to make some choices, and you know you're funny, and you know you work. Damn it, you're on television. You are your number one product. You, you are, are your television. number one product. The clips I see on, on 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 Laugh Mob and, and, and on True TV on yeah. True TV, funny, and there's millions of people watching that. Which, by the way, there's a new commercial out right now. I'm on a new commercial on their shit because I got two more coming out. 
Okay. And right now they got a commercial out doing my haunted house bit. I saw that with but, the werewolf. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that on yeah. Instagram. But um, so my thing though is uh, I just don't think I can make enough money per month, man. And that makes me nervous. I'm scared. Well, of course, that it makes months, you nervous. So I'll probably just go back in. I'm probably going to go back into the nine to five and just. Uh, I think you're making a huge mistake. Yeah, you say that, but what if I'm homeless next month? You're, you're going to drive. Homeless. You're going to drive by me and be like, "You was right. You should have went back in that nine to five. <laughs> no, I'm not going to drive by you. I'm going to put something in your cup. When your next show? Nothing that folds, though. Nothing that folds. Yeah. He's not even have a cup. He's going to ask for Venmo. You just tap my phone. Um. My daughter made me. My daughter made me sign up and and, and hook up with. I don't have it. I, I, no, because she she had she was a little sh short on rent in New York City, and I, I, but I had to sign up for that app. Man, technology hates me. Uh, that was the most agonizing forty five forty five minutes it took me to hook up. I'm that. so disappointed in you. That's the easiest thing. <laughs> well, that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm a dinosaur, man. It took me forty five minutes to get that shit right. But I understand that there's still some things where my son's nine. I give it to him. I'm like, just get this. The other day he wanted Xbox Live and I went up to his room and I was blessing with the thing and I was like, just get this where it needs to be till I need to put my credit card number in. So I don't want to go through all these. You know what, right, 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 right. I know to get over here. So I understand. So what do you, I mean, you, you're happily married. Your wife's got a job. Yes. Right? Yes. She is supportive of your career. Yes. Right? Man, when I went into stand-up full-time, I left a good paying gig as well and started working for three hundred and fifty, four hundred dollars a week. Yeah, and but that did, was back in like in, you said that, earlier. That was back. That was back like in the early late late eighty. And the price hasn't the price hasn't changed. No, in fact, I think in some cases it went down. <laughs> it, went down. <laughs> it went down. I think in some cases it went down. But yeah, man, what do you? You know, I know. What it, what, it, do, it, what it are you waiting crazy. for? What do you want? What it is crazy. I'm gonna put this even on you even more. It's not like I lost my job. This is this was gonna make you say you should definitely go for it, but they terminated my position, so they gave me a severance. Okay. It's not like I don't have money in the bank. Right. That they set me aside to go go be somebody. So how but, long is the severance for? Uh, twenty two weeks. Twenty two weeks. Totals up to about six dollars and eighty cents. Um, that's about it. You don't know what I make, Ken. <laughs> so what's twenty two weeks? How many months is that? So I'm looking at. I already got this. So I'm look. Here's how I'm looking at it. Basically, taking a cut a little bit. I basically. That's have almost half a year. That's almost. Yeah. That's yeah. almost a half a year. I got five months. You got five months. Five months of getting paid. Yeah, you're right. I am, I am, I am to gonna, I am gonna blow paid. you some shit. I yeah. am gonna blow you some shit. You're making money without working. So now you got that time to devote. And think and 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 do a Drew Carey. You need to do a Drew Carey. Let me come full circle again and start strategizing and, and figuring out where to go, what to do, and take advantage of the shit that you've already accomplished, which is huge. So listen, so that's you're, what I you're do. You're You're on television as a part-time comedian. But listen, so here's here's where I think it, here's where I think it falls through at though, right? Yeah. I feel like my next steps personally would be to get into festivals to get in front of industry that would help me work I don't clubs, disagree with that right okay the only thing that does for me though is it allows me to submit to festivals and then wait for these festivals to kick off in May of 2020 All right. by the time my five months is already up anyway so the only thing I really could do is probably try to 
like that's why I say I wish it was back in the old day where I could just send my video to a club. You can't, <laughs> I can't send my Instagram to a club. They're gonna be like, okay, so you got twelve hundred followers. You gonna tell me are they all gonna come every week, every no. every day of the week? So we'll no, and I don't think they're out. looking at the seat because you know, you know, do you have twelve hundred followers in Sarasota, Florida, where you're booked this week? No, but they're looking at what you're doing, and I hate that. I I, I really do. I wish it's, I wish it was different. But there's some things that you've already done that are already, for lack of a better word, the resume. I've done this, and I've done this. And, yeah, you should submit to the festivals. Both of you should submit to the festivals. And then when May rolls around and you ain't got the, the severance check anymore, well, man, sometimes sometimes you got to let life just take it and run with it, good, bad, or indifferent. Look, I left Sunny 95 last June. <laughs> You're single. I'm married with two uh, kids. Remember I this have story. a daughter still. Okay. It doesn't matter how old they are. New York yeah, money. Yeah, I, you know, I have a daughter. It doesn't matter. I still got a life. I still got expenses. I still got... The, I left a job where I was making a nice salary. And for the last how many months now? June was a year. Almost... You know, nothing. Now, granted... I saved well, there's money in the bank, but you know, eventually I got to start pouring money back into that, into that hole. You know, I can't just keep drawing and drawing and drawing, but I'm not worried about it. It's going to work out. You gotta, you gotta believe in yourself on, on some level. And trust me, that's coming from somebody who doesn't believe in himself enough on a regular basis, but just enough to be able to share that with you. So yeah, man, I mean, I wish, I wish, I wish I had the chops that you guys, you know, have now. And I wish sometimes that I had not given up stand-up. Sometimes I wish I never did radio. Sometimes I wish I would have stayed put firmly in stand-up and said, no, I'm going to pass on the radio, mm. which I thought would be done after a year. And they'd realize they made a horrible mistake and then it ended up being 24 years. And I'm not begrudging it. It was a wonderful 24 years. Gave me a house, gave me money. Gave me stability, gave me a ton of wonderful things, but man, it made me abandon the dream a little bit too. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, with that being said, though, I'm still scared. So if Huntington Bank's listening, I'm proficient, <laughs> very proficient in Microsoft <laughs> Office. And Kenny, we'll forget to be fine. I know we're going long here, but man, I, 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 when you guys come on Whiskey Business, I there are so many more questions I have in my head that I'm saving, that I'm actually selfishly saving for when you guys come on Whiskey Business. But, but, but Kenny, are you happy with where you're at? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy. I what mean, do you want, where, where do you want the next step to be? I, I mean, I, my main goal right now is trying to get out west. I want to move to LA. I'm going to take these acting classes, and I do. I, so I just, you want to act? You want to? You actually? Yeah, I want to be. I want to be in some commercials and movies, but I still want to pursue comedy also. I mean, it's to be in a Tyler Perry movie. I could see you in a Tyler Perry movie. Well, he's going the wrong way. He needs to go to Atlanta. Yeah, bro. Listen, I told you, please apply to that comedy festival in Atlanta, Laughing Skull. Oh, okay. It's open now. Uh, you should do it now. Do you guys? Uh, okay, now you're giving him advice. Well, I've, I've already, I've already applied. To so you applied to a festival, but I've told him to. I've been in festivals. I've done, I've done a few of these festivals. I'm just trying to do more and get and more. And how did they go? Um. So did anything come from those? So festivals? let me. I don't want to call any any festival by names. I feel be ignorant. But let me tell you, one festival industry was there, 
And uh, before I performed, I sat outside and talked to them. So it was cool to talk to them. The only thing crazy was is they weren't inside watching any performances. They was just out there having a good-ass time. They flew out there. They were in the hotels. They got to kick it, drink, eat. So uh, What did that tell you? But it did. What did that tell you? That uh, some festivals ain't going to work out. That's no, some, that, that sometimes that they're going to base it on you. Mm-hmm. On just you, just that that chat you may have had, that lunch, that outside talk, and the personality and charming, and okay, I'm just gonna assume he's funny, but I like I like him, I like oh. what I see. Okay, you are your number one product. You're your only product. I did uh, the Boston Comedy Festival? I didn't know that was for ten thousand dollars. So that one didn't, probably best that you didn't know. Didn't that there was no industry there, so that one I didn't feel excited about. Hmm. Um. Kenny, you done festivals? Uh, I've applied to a lot of festivals. Haven't done any. They always say that I'm uh, alternate. Uh, something happens, and yeah. But it's like you know, every year you try to put them in, like uh-huh. expecting to at least make one, and you just That'll don't change. get in. That'll yeah. change. Um, so I don't know if it is because we don't. I mean, I, I mean, I don't have representation. Yeah, uh, don't say we. I've been in the festivals, but maybe because <laughs> you don't have representation. Are you guys competitive? Uh, no, actually, Kenny and uh, Ken, no, uh, let's be real. Let's I'm, be real. I'm including Bobby as well in this conversation. And let's be real, 100%. And this will be my answer. Not, a, <laughs> not at all. I love joking with them. There's nothing, because Bobby loves to roast too. And Bobby and I, when we host the open mic at the Funny Bone, we'll roast every open mic we bring to stage. So I think it's fun. But as for being competitive, you can't even say that. I Anytime... There's anything that's a show that I if I could bring Kenny on my show, I put Kenny on my show. Uh-huh. If it's a show that I'm in charge of, I'll we'll do the same amount of time. Hey, matter of fact, I brought these cats with me to Wheeling <laughs> when they wanted me to come headline in my own like by my hometown. Brought these cats on, let them all do the same amount of time, and then when they came in and paid me from door and with the amount, sat up with these guys, counted the money out and split the money. Didn't even take the most for being the headliner. Because that's how I respect these guys. So go ahead and say what you was going to say. After I paid you. After I made the point to tell you that I paid you. I carried carried y'all on my (laughs) back. you tell me. I carried them on my back. So go ahead. That was a goddamn miniseries in the brotherhood. Tune in to season five. Starts starts on Wednesday. So go ahead, Kenny. Your your response. What, What, being discompetitive? Yeah, yeah glass, if you think when, you, when are we competitive? Oh, you guys are always competitive, like brothers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. you have to be. Yeah, we. I we, mean, you been. Are you not? Not like in comedy, like it. Well, me and Jason play basketball or we'll do something, but not the comedy part of it. Anything else we're really competitive about. We do with basketball. That's why he's looking at me all crazy. Because in basketball, I light him up. I mean, I kind of. Yeah. I put it on Jason. And so he, I came and, to Jason. I said the Jason Banks comedy show. Uh-huh. So here's he the problem. Have it. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have yeah. it. No, he oh, was like this. The, no, he was yeah. like this. He because he did not want. He, he with the podcast. He, he stood up. Podcast, he right. stood up for his guys. Jason Bates comedy. Jason Bates and friends. Jason Bates and friends. I, was I, like, friends. Friends. This I never said in friends. You might not have said that. I but you said, said that. That's something that was it. But no, but he's talking about these guys do. You ever see white man can't jump? Yeah. So that's that's how he played me in basketball. So I have a basketball hoop outside my house. <laughs> Home court and advantage. And so he comes over, and so I just you school him every time. No, it's not every time. Every time. <laughs> every he just time. come over like Kenny. Every time. Yeah. Kenny, like Kenny, Kenny, Kenny just mouth every time. 
Well, I guess, I mean, don't get me wrong, it would be every time if you count yeah. the one time. So it was one time. Oh. But the point was, so I guess that is every time. <laughs> it is every time. It's 100%. Yeah. So the problem is, he he just sat there like Kenny. So he has, you know, Kenny has a weird gait. He walks funny. He's not cool. He has a weird. <laughs> He's very, very nerdy type of dude. I never noticed his gait. Yeah. You gotta pay attention to that ass when he walks, bro. I'm his wife in the club. You know, as you can see now, I see my boot. Jimmy, so, you know what? You need to fix your gait. You actually told him that? You actually said yeah, that to him? I probably told him that when he beat me in basketball. I was probably uh -huh. mad as shit and said that, something like that. Uh -huh. But so the point is, he sat there and then he would even <laughs> shoot. Like we played, we played like horse. Okay, and I love I, and, horse, yeah. And he won't admit this, but I beat him in horse. <laughs> he <before>. did not. <laughs> yes, bro. And he keeps saying that because Kenny lies a lot. This is a true story. <laughs> So he, now you're a liar. Now you're a liar. So he has this, he has this weird shot. He has this weird shot he's doing. So I'm, I beat him. So he's like, let's. let's What's the weird shot? What's the weird like shot? This, like this. <laughs> so he said, he said, let's play. Why let's, is that weird? We let's play a game. So we played a game, and then when we played a game, he just became. USC oh, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, he, yeah, oh, now. I mean, he was hitting. He, he was dribbling. You ever, like, he played defense on me like. Like college basketball right. kids play defense. Can he, go, can he can he can he still go to his left? Yeah, I could I couldn't stop couldn't him. Stop him I was taking oh, nice, I was man. taking nice. shots. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. I can't go to my left. Yeah, anymore. you don't look like you can go to the right. Alright, so listen. We gonna we go we got to rap, guys. Listen, who drank who drank this one hundred proof? Did you, I know you didn't I drink did. your drink yet? Oh, you did. All right. I who thought, drank? I'm not the. Please don't tell me I'm the only one who drank. You know, that. Drank that. No, that was that was all, all you, right. Dino. Okay, no, that's not all me. So that's not all me. Let's, let's toast to Dino. Hey, Dino, I, I'd like you to say thank your, you very much. You no, Jason, thank you, man. Seriously, Jared. Yeah. Oh, Jared. I'm sorry. Okay, maybe I have that too much. It begins with the J. I answer. I'm trying to take the bottle away. Okay, you want to call you both Jasons? All right. No, seriously. Continued success with comedians on South High, boys. Seriously, it's 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 good. It's real. I love it. I love it. You got a good thing going on, Kenny. I love seeing Kenny. I've seen. I don't hardly ever see you anymore, Kenny. I know. I said once you start having like the poker game or something like that, you just bite us over for a cookout. We'll come. Once you get a slot machine, I'll come over. Once <laughs> you get a slot machine, <laughs> I'll be hanging out with you. We'll be playing the slots. That's how we going. But there. Uh, let me let me do my business. Hey, uh, whiskeybusinessshow.com. Whiskey business, the podcast, not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. The premise uh, at Shadowbox, live on the upfront stage. Like I said, I don't know when this airs, but November 14th, but we'll be there on a regular basis in 2020 every month. Um, our YouTube channel, Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Did I got it? Did I get it all? All the important um, stuff? I think so. I don't know. I'm horrible at it. I'm yeah, your your Instagram is Whiskey Business Podcast. Right? Whiskey Business Podcast, right, right, and uh, Whiskey Biz Show on Twitter. And you have a clothing line? Not yet. Okay. No. <laughs> what kind of clothing line would I have? <laughs> Something that could fix we've his gate. Got, got yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something that would adjust Kenny's gate. <laughs> Don't laugh! Don't laugh at Jason. I just well, love the word "gate." I don't know. What I just love the either. word "gate." One of them funny words. It's kind of strange. Gate. <laughs> Comedians on South High guest series sitting here, right now, with uh, Dino Tripodis. 
Thank you, my sir. correct entrepotus. Yeah, you got it right, All right. Thank, Thank you good. so much. Dude, entrepotus right here. Salute, and, my friend. And, Thank and, you for coming and, down to High Street. And I'm sorry that Bobby Dodds wasn't here, but uh, cheers to Bobby as well. I was hoping to. Cheers to Bobby. You know, we're done for this episode, but we're not done with Dino. What do you mean? At all. What does that mean? I mean, you you invited them to your show, right? Oh, hell yeah. So you're not done. Uh, it sounded like it was so a secret thing going on yeah. after the show. Yeah, yeah, I, I, thought I thought he had a prize. Like, come on out. Yeah, that's Some super like, secret podcast. Like, wow. Dude, Dude, do you ever get that way, though, sometimes after, we, like, after you get done with the podcast and you're just kind of hanging out and loose and, like, there should be, like, a podcast after the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. Big Brother After Dark. Yeah, yeah. After after the that's business. That's a good show name. And after, here, there should be a show before <laughs> the show. Yeah, Big Brother. Right, right, right. These guys are These guys. Salute, 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 salute,